ashamed. You always had a situation in a big way, man. express myself sometimes when I need to be properly different. Yeah. Fuck. Welcome to the Lockdown Podcast, episode three. And today we have, or tonight we have got a very special guest. Uh, I called him a former Clever Clogs, but I would say he's a current Clever Clogs, Ed mm. Ingemals. Um, uh, he's a BJJ competitor and university uh, undergraduate in psychology. He's got a master's in cognitive neuroscience. So he's a pretty smart guy. Um, and uh, the usual suspects we've got with us tonight as well is, introduce yourselves, boys, please. Hello, Adam here. I only have an undergraduate degree, but in a real man's subject at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Who else we got? Trunks here, he's got a uh, B-Tech in music. Nice. Where um, else got? We've got Jordan, who has a bachelor's in landscape architecture. <laughs> yes, I'm disappointed when he gets to me. <laughs> Go on. What you got, Kerry? Uh, I'm Kerry, I've got a bachelor's in computer animation and a master's in digital effects. Nice. I'm Dave. I've got um, a few GCSEs. <laughs> I've got a, a, a D at A level in psych, uh, no, in PE, a D in outfit <laughs> studies. And yes. um, I've got a level three uh, MVQ in firefighting operations. And that's nice. pretty useful in the wide world. Uh, unless, well, if only if you're employed by a fire service. If not, it's pretty useless. So I want to go for that. So that is it. I'm, I'm glad we've got that all of our chat. <laughs> <laughs> the, the rundown of the qualifications. I feel like I'm bottom of the pile. Okay. So um, we're going to kick off straight into the questions because, um, I mean, in fact, actually, we've got some questions from your your fellow um, Mill Hillers, Ed. Oh, brilliant. So we'll, we'll have a look at them first. Yeah. <laughs> I think they were quite constructive, actually. Let's have a look, see what we got here. So, some of the questions were, and there was some some stuff on here that was going on today. So, um, please can you ask Ed to talk us through his personal philosophy of overcoming technical inadequacies through the use of size and trying really, really hard? Many thanks. That's from Ed Berry. Does that mean anything to you, Ed? So... Just being big and not technical. I thought I was going to say Zach Malin Whitson, but like. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Another future guest on our show. So, what was the question? Basically, he says, How do you be really big and not technical? Is that what the question was? <laughs> I think that's what he's saying. Yeah, I think that's what he's implying. Please, can you Brilliant. ask Ed? Yeah. So, we got another one. Oh, this is about ginger domination. Sorry to any of those oh, ginger. Christ, yeah. 
Brits were trying to be politically. That's, that's like half the academy. Uh, yeah. We've well, got we the same problem. Grapplers' domination. Is there anything that can be done? How do we cope if uh, we wake up in a post-crisis world with ginger BJJ practitioners making up more than fifty percent of the class? So this many. True. There's, there's, there's so many. Look, it's weird. There's like, been how, a rise in ginger grapplers, isn't there? Yeah. How many do you have at yours? Like we have a, a about weird, ten. You have ten. Yeah. Got, yeah. Got that's, that's fox piss. Fox piss. We, we, we got a king one as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's fascinating because like you have people who just they aren't really ginger, but you still call them ginger. Like, I yeah. think you need to be almost like kind of orange to be classed as ginger. So <laughs> they need to be like cut off for it to, to really establish who is ginger and who isn't ginger. So is it like the ginger skin? They need to have the ginger skin for it to be official. Oh, they need to be pale and freckled. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They don't burn. Really yeah, really yeah. If you yeah. try yeah. in the yeah, sun, they don't burn. Skin. He, has got, he has got very ginger skin. Paul Clearbury with his mottled skin yeah. and tiny hands. Would you, would you class him as ginger? One hundred percent ginger. Yeah. Mottled hands, mottled skin, tiny hands, smells of fox piss. <laughs> <laughs> uh, could you ask Ed to explain where the term teabag territory comes from? <laughs> That's um, so basically during competition when you you have those really stupid coaches who are just really literal in how they coach. And yeah. I, I, I used to really enjoy it because I used to like listen to my opponent's coach most of the time um, because then I'd know oh, of uh, alternatives to normal stuff like that. What, what do you think that would be? In a jiu-jitsu kind of uh, scenario, what would you class team territory as? I would, like north-south, I would say. North-south Kimura position. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Your, your, your reference point, to, to make sure your, your body is in the correct position, you need to have your balls on their face. Yeah. If your balls are not on the face, you're not in the correct position. That's your reference point. Oh, you've I got a great mind, Ed. That, that's mind. why, that's why nobody loses the position, because they have a good reference point they remember. You put your balls on the person's face. So I don't need to bring in now on this yeah. how he coaches children. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not allowed. What? <laughs> <laughs> what happened that time, Adam? Tell, tell us about your your well known child coaching. Uh, well, he comes he comes a couple of adult lessons, so I do everything everything I teach is reference to the piece. But it was a piece, is You're breaking up. Really you can anyone up. can anyone hear me? Hello. Yeah, 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 Hello. Yeah, yeah. I can hear you, Adam. Yeah, yeah. So in the adults' yeah. class, we reference everything to the piece. <clears throat> And in the kids' class, we reference it to the Tic Tac. <laughs> so I told a child to put his Tic Tac into the side of the child, on the child, and he won the fight. <laughs> Jesus Christ. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Don't break it. <laughs> and there's a second part to this question, Ed. Tell the story about when a white belt called you a spaz. Oh, that was, that's a common, common thing. Is it? I was, I was, no, it was quite recently. Um, I can't remember what I was doing now. I was demonstrating not being able to get around like frames and I, I looked like a bit of a spaz and yeah, one of the white belts referred to me as a spaz. So. Unbelievable. But he's, he's quite big so I didn't want to really challenge him about it. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. So if it, was, if it was a proper fight he'd probably kick the shit out of me so like, I just like just laughed it off and pretended it was okay. Yeah. <laughs> just took it on the chin. Could Ed talk about his stealth move? that he's been developing, it always catches people unaware. 
Uh, is that that's nothing to do with a tea bag, is it? If Who... you could briefly describe the reverse lapella riva. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> it's all the same. It, it, all the lapel shit's the same. Um, but I can't, I can't even remember where I saw it now. But um, it, it doesn't even need to be a good technique because the name's good. Um, I, I'm surprised that no one has used the term like lapella riva. It's all basically been called worm garden and all that kind of shit. But there's if you use the lapel and you imagine you're you're, you're kind of playing Dalheva or reverse Dalheva, the job of the leg is to create external or internal rotation of the knee. Instead of the leg, you use the lapel. The lapel you pull in or you pull out, it causes internal or external rotation. It's a lapella riva. That, that's how it works. That's all it is. Perfect. It's just it's just it's basically just a better naming system than Keenan. That's all it is. <laughs> right. Keenan's just shit with the naming system. That's all it is. I thought I thought for a second they were talking about the sexual hammer, which I, I don't really want to unleash at the moment. So is, is this your stealth move? This, uh, I, I thought they were talking about sexual hammer. Yeah, that was potentially the stealth move. Um, which again is an incredible section. Do you not know about the sexual hammer? No. It hasn't been hit in competition yet, so it doesn't. It's not really classed as a legitimate thing yet, but. I've caught most people with it. It's, do you know the, the, the kind of hammer lock or the police lock where you just basically pull the person's hand behind the back? Yeah. Right? It's like that. Um, if you, when you take the back and you do the arm isolation stuff, you know, the arm trap, where you yeah. bring the, the leg over and trap the arm. If you go to the overhook side, it, it doesn't work because you trap the arm and you have no underhook. The guy just slips down, right? So what I do, I do it on the overhook side. Um, and I don't let go of the hand, so I basically trap the arm and pull it behind the back. And in a kind of a nice coincidence, it kind of puts the hand around my testicles. Um, <laughs> so then what I do is I then rub the hand on the testicles and then just pull the arm up and submit them. So it's kind of like sexual assault and a submission at the same time. Is the hand rubbing on the testicles necessary, or is that just? Um, it, it, it's it's the key detail. It, it's what makes it work. It, they won't tap else. Like normally they tap through humiliation, so right. that's like a verbal submission. So. <laughs> Adam's going to be all over this next training. Right, this oh is yeah, it. they're, they're constantly shouting hashtag me too, all that kind of bollocks. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> so as you know, Ed, this this show has sort of come about by um, what's been going on at the moment. This um, w- weird situation that we're going to just we're going to talk about in a little bit, but um, the, the coronavirus stuff and the the locking down and the um, lack of movement that um, members of public are, you know, supposed to be uh, having at, at some stage, or it's recommended that we have it now, but it might become a bit more formal later. So Adam's going to ask the first question. It's kind of BJJ related, but in a in a COVID nineteen context. So Ad, do you want to ask a question? Yeah. So a bit of context, then, Ed. Are you is Mill Hill shut? Privates are yeah. shut. Yeah, we shot. Um, so Milho officially shot. Uh, well, today was was the first day that it wasn't open. Um, obviously for the foreseeable future. So yeah, we're done. Yeah. So with that in mind, what are you going to do with all your spare time? Not teach jujitsu. Um, <laughs> so yeah, the the private things quite a big one as well because like if. Yeah, but yeah, all of my main, all of my main privates have, have cancelled, um, and obviously the, the, the club is closed as well. So yeah, I have 
yeah, I, I have no 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 job and no direction and no meaning in life at all now. So, um, <laughs> that, it, it, again, it's it's it depends how long it's going to be. And at, at the minute, everything obviously is just a like a guess or an estimation. No one really knows unless you look at kind of the countries that are currently claiming that they've gone through this. Um, and what what they're saying? What three months now? But Twelve weeks. Yeah, it, yeah. 12 when weeks, they, 12 that's weeks. when they do enforce the lockdown, which, you know, isn't happening just yet. Um, no. So, yeah, it's going to be, it, it, it's a strange one. Um, like, luckily for me, uh, the the academy is going to continue paying. Uh, so... <clears throat> academy are going to continue paying. Um, on, on the negative side, like the majority of my kind of money came from the privates. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a case of trying to do what everyone else is doing now, which is transition to some kind of online learning, um, which again is also annoying because I, I mean, you, you guys know that I record all my classes and yeah, yeah. have them probably about five years now. Um, and I basically started constructing a website about two months ago before all this kind of shit kicked off. Um, and I'm at the point where now I have all this free time. I can probably finish it within like the next kind of week, two weeks. Uh, but when I launch it, it looks like a massive cash in on on the kind of situation. So the timing is horrendous for me. And the other really bad thing as well is everyone is just giving away free shit. So yeah, loads everyone's of it. Away free instructionals, free access, and stuff. Yeah. So it massively un- undermines the kind of the business model of, of of how the website would work. So at the moment, I'm like, you know, I, I don't know how how I can, if I can make money through that. But I mean, the content on it is the main thing. Um, all the people trying to cash in at the minute. The main thing they're lacking is is the content because they've all of a sudden they've decided, okay, shit, we have to go online, and now they have to start filming and, and getting the content and stuff, mm-hmm. which is, I've been doing this for again four or five years, so I have probably about close to fifteen hundred videos, which are edited, um, hosted already. Uh, the content is there. There's hundreds of hours mm-hmm. of edit I've already done. So yeah. for me, it's just it's basically just constructing a platform. To, to kind of provide this through um and again it's making it slightly different like i mean i structure things a little bit different and i provide a lot of kind of written content as well um which a lot of the websites yeah. do because that's stupid so but you know they're, they're kind of illiterate a lot of them. it's fine so <laughs> do you think this is going to work out moving forwards ed like you alluded to there's a lot of um instructors out there giving out free content and i think primarily that is to maintain current club membership so they're trying to keep or or, i don't they are they are reciprocating loyalty aren't they they're saying well if you stay loyal to us and keep your subs we're going to be loyal to you is that sustainable do you think how long is that sustainable for? Do you think they're going to have to change their model quickly? And your model, which is like a normal, you know, instructional model, that that's how, you know, BJJ Fanatics works, something like that. Yeah. Is that yeah. going to just become the norm, you know, because it's going to have to? It, again, it, it, it's completely dependent on, on how long this, this kind of goes on for. Um, I think the majority of people, like, like you say, the main reason they've done this is because they're at the point now where, they haven't been forced to close legally, but the people who haven't closed maybe a, a bit stupid. And you know, you need to be, you need to be closing. But for the welfare of the public, you need to be closing the academies. So basically, they've closed the academies. They're still wanting to take 
money, but they're not providing a service. So what they're doing is is desperately trying to create some kind of product or service that they can provide to you know m maintain the memberships. Um, the thing is with jujitsu compared to a lot of other kind of martial arts and things, it's, there is this kind of crazy loyalty that, that you, you, you have in it. Um, and, and we've kind of found it ourselves, even if we didn't provide anything for the members, like the majority of the members, the ones that are financially kind of stable, they, they're going to continue the membership. The people that don't are the ones that financially can't do it, which unfortunately with the situation, there's a lot of people who can't afford to pay, you know, basically a hundred pounds a month for nothing when you know they're struggling to kind of pay for, for food and things so i mean it's it's it, again it, it can it, it depends how long this is going to go on for the, the content as well it's online learning is it, it's supplementary it is not you know it's, it's not a complete system you can't you can't become good at this by just watching videos um and again even if you have someone to train with you you, you can't be good at any kind of grappling art by just training with one person um you become incredibly efficient at dealing with that one person, but then, you know, you can fight anyone else and they're different. There's so much variability between people. Um, it will also depend on how good the quality is because like free stuff is great, but like, you know, it could be shit. Most free stuff is shit. So, you know, you can give away as much free stuff as you want, but if the, the, the quality of it and, and the detail and the level is just fucking terrible, then, you know, it probably fucking should be free. It's the people that are giving away free stuff that has, you know, a monetary value and, 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 and has kind of okay. if you look at the, the main one with them is I think Danaher has just basically ran well hasn't ran over, obviously he's got a fucked up hip and shit. He's probably hobbled over and he's basically rolled around the floor and done some stupid mobility bollocks and, and, and solo drills and stuff and it, it's like yeah, Dan is great and stuff, but it, it, it's just he's just desperately trying to put something out because mm. you'll watch that and then potentially buy some more of his product. Yeah. So I don't see that as him, you know, like an altruistic move to provide free content for the YouTube no. community. I see that as a way of him cashing in and building his profile and selling, you know, more $150 yeah. products that he's kicking out every fucking week. Like, he, you know, no. No, uh, I haven't got a free torrent for it. Well, it's free anyway, isn't it? I don't even torrent that one, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. You mean and legally you... purchased? <laughs> do you think this is going to be something that um, that you know clubs are going to have to offer now, from because it's been built up this way? And you know, if we if we're doing this for twelve weeks, is this going to continue on where people will expect an online content and a class content? Because I know That's you do that with Mill Hill, don't you? Already. We we do that we do that at Mill Hill. The platform is is shite because it's just like I it's private Facebook group and, and it, it's hosted on YouTube. Everything I, I host everything on YouTube is unlisted videos, um, and you can't find access to videos unless you have the the specific URL. But everything is is hosted through a, a Facebook page. You know if you want to, I add you or you'll kind of join. I accept you. Like it's I I assume most clubs are doing this. It's not that kind of hard work. Mm. Um, but yeah, like you say, if this is something that's now going to be provided by what it seems almost every academy is kind of just trying to jump on this, mm. then when it goes and you have the kind of physical learning and, and, and you're, you're in the gym again, are you going to take this away? Because you're going to find that some people who may not have, have used this kind of online resource find this incredibly useful. Um, yeah. 
And again, you take it away and you're like, well, well hang on, yeah, I, I find this quite beneficial. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some academies who have kept this up and have maybe a, a better kind of platform and a better content, uh, you're going to potentially get more students because you, you offer that. So I think it will become, you know, it will become a norm in yeah. the, the te- technological age. And, and again, if this becomes kind of endemic and it's a, you know, a yearly thing, every three months, you know, three months of a year, we lock down because the coronavirus is coming back around again. Christ almighty. You know, online learning is going to become a, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's going to be a part of natural life. So. Mm. Yeah, that's, it, is an, it is an interesting point. I, I do, I am interested to see how, Teams and clubs are going to move on from this afterwards, and and whether the business model changes or whether the you know even from the members whether they request or expect something different because you know even our team we were still collecting people new members right up until before we you know had to temporary shut. So it's it's on phone today. Yeah, to join today. I was like, and and if they join today, they're going to get online content. So. That's what that's what they're gonna the expectation is gonna be, and I don't think you are correct actually, Ed. I don't think a lot of clubs have been doing that. I think it's a rarity. I, I don't think there's many teams that are dishing out there's, online content. There's a few, well, the thing is, it, it depends what kind of form of online content they're dishing out. Like some of them are literally just sticking bits and pieces on their Facebook page, and as far as they're concerned, that's like providing a comprehensive online syllabus, yeah. which obviously isn't because they're fucking stupid, but. Some of the main academies, most of the main academies have some form of, of, of online kind of learning anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and you look at like UK based, obviously Roger has his, uh, Brownio has his. Yeah. Um, America, you've got obviously MG in action, Atos. I mean, do Atos do something? They probably do. Yeah. Um, and Mendo does all this kind of stuff. So yeah. the bigger academies have it. Um, it, it, it would, it, again, it will, that, with that, it will depend on the quality. Yeah. But this it's the same thing with with jujitsu. If that if if you've got someone who goes to a crappy jujitsu club, then and they don't train anywhere else, as far as they're concerned, that is a good level. That's the quality of what they're expecting. And if the only kind of exposure they have is is their club's you know crappy Facebook page, which posts a, a video a, a week of, of technique, mm-hmm. that's probably what they see online learning as. Mm-hmm. It, it really really isn't. And again, it, it just just videos as well is not. It's not an approach that, that, that works. It's, you need some kind of multimodal approach as well. You need interactivity. You need, uh, again, it, it depends on the learning styles of pupils as well. Mm. So there's, there's a lot to it. Um, mm. I, I find it really interesting because I think it's kind of forced people to move into a sector that which had previously been kind of lazily done, mm. if that makes sense, because the, the, the bar was, was pretty low. Mm. Um, and it was getting to a point that, like, Again, BJJ fanatics are one of the worst for this. To be fair, like everyone was just releasing a, an instructional, um, mm. and it was just they were poorly organised, and they just got anyone anyone with a name who would achieve you know anything above a, a local tournament. Like were, were coming in and just like kicking out these instructionals, which again, a lot of them were just carbon copies of each other. There was nothing innovative about it. There was nothing different about it. And again, the the, the way they were organised was just was just fucking terrible. Like you've got instructionals which are teaching just random techniques in a random order, which like, and then you expect a person to learn from that. Mm. Like, but it, I, I, I assume that that's the way that person teaches as well. Yeah, well, it's it's a natural assumption to make, isn't it? And and people obviously assume. pay for that as well. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's, that's up to. Well, them. they do, but like, like like I said, 
like I said before, if that's their only um, kind of exposure to, to what jiu-jitsu is, mm. like you, you, you start training jiu-jitsu, you start at a club and very quickly you build this kind of bond with the club and you, you assume your instructor is like completely invincible, which obviously like me and Adam are, um, yeah. but we're an exception. So, but a lot of academies, the, jiu-jitsu, the instructor's a bit shit, but they just assume the guy can do everything and that what they're teaching is like amazing. And then you, you kind of verge into this kind of culty area where they don't want them to train with other people because they don't want to expose them for being shit and been there son been there it's 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 basically what the landscape is like you know the mm. shit instructors restrict their students training it's, it's stuff like that so, it's, it's, it's mainly white belts that are buying these subscriptions yeah find it out the basis course hate white belts hate them so many as well but you need them for the money uh, they just, you know, they just keep coming back, coming back, right? Seriously. <laughs> and then you go over them. Blue belt. Yeah. They turn into blue belts. Blue belts are worse. Blue belts are the new white belt. Fucking hate scum. Absolute Seriously. scum. Just, you can at least tell us scum. to do scum earmuffs. Scum of the ear. Hey, if you were above a blue belt, you'd be smart enough to cover your ears, but it's fine. You know? You'll learn yeah. that when you're a higher grade. <laughs> <laughs> So interestingly, that, that moves us on to Kronk's question. Do you want to ask your question, Kronk? Um, yeah, my question is, what's the best time that you beat Adam in competition? <laughs> <laughs> and how much damage did you do? Yeah. Uh, um, how many? How many times we fought each other? Nine times? Seven, 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 eight, nine. I don't know. Loads. It's quite a few. Like you're, you're the reason that I. <clears throat> Like you, you created my hatred for Tenth Planet a lot, and, and the actual lockdown, which is kind of topical for now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the first time I fought you was one of the most annoying matches I think I ever had, because um, obviously, uh, you know, as normal, I was smashing the shit out of you, and then we got into half lock position, and you lay flat on your back and just put me in lockdown, um, and then didn't do anything, and then <laughs> then the referee started looking at me like going, "We're going to get past the guard." I don't know what I'm like. <laughs> She won't let go of my leg. Shut up, Was that in the gear? No gear. It was in the gear. It was in Bournemouth, like. Oh, yeah, that's that's what that's I was buying of staff. That's, oh, you had staff in you. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the referee started giving warnings against me and and, and penalties because you wouldn't let go of my leg. And I've, I've never. You know, never been able to accept the lockdown position since that day. And that's basically moved on to hating the whole of the 10th ballot system. Amazing. My job's done well. <laughs> did you, did you, you obviously won that fight by him not letting you out of the lockdown, though. Is that, is that like, how it Or an advantage or something, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a definitive win. Was it, was, like, was it, was it, it was obviously victory by boredom of the ref just looking at you thinking, what is going on here? Early was like, just get off that. Just, I think you took me down. You took me down. I think. I don't think that ever happened. Right. I think. I, I think I sort of did a half because I, I saw you flying armbar, flying triangle. Sometimes I thought, whoa. Yeah, that's when I used to be able to move. Right? Yeah, I was like, I'm not having that. And I think I might have even slipped or something. We ended up in half guard, and you got. I think you got the takedown. Just the points for it, anyway. That may be the only takedown I ever ever hit in. Yeah, yeah with me. Yeah. yeah. That's that's not a good uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> on the CV. <laughs> on the TV, famous. 
<laughs> Te technically, the last victory is yours, and obviously everything is like a, a linear championship. So you're currently the reigning champion. So yes. Oh yeah, from Naga. You, you got a belt. That <laughs> that shit well, man. You got a belt for that shit. I'm like, surprised he's not fucking wearing it. <laughs> I should. I should wear ever. <laughs> It'd be amazing if you were actually wearing it. You just stood up and you had the belt on. He always points to it in the gym and says, "I uh, beat beat Ed Wells for that one." Yeah, I should, I should have a big. I should have a photo of you on there. You should, you should definitely do that. You should get it framed with like a picture of me. And, uh, you should definitely do that. That's uh, man. If that's your, if that's your claim to fame, man. I feel sorry for. <laughs> <laughs> Ed gifted me a belt. Yeah, Ed gave me a belt as a treat one day. Thanks, mate. Go on, you stand there. You stand on the one yeah. stat. Stand on the one. Go on, mate. What was that new move you invented there? What was it called? The, the backwards. Oh, the scare badger. Scare badger, yeah. I liked it. Yeah, I, got, I got loads of shit for that, you know, because I posted it because I thought it was hilarious. Um, yeah. And everyone's like, man, that's really disrespectful. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I was like, Sorry, I know the guy. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I thought he was quite clever. Like, yeah, it's you know, good. I liked it. It's effective, but yeah. You know, but that the um, that's still on my record for smooth com, you know. Good enough, forever. Yeah, that last is still on the record for smooth com. Yeah, it's uh, you've sullied my record on smooth com. Sorry, mate. Sorry, mate. It's horrendous. Uh, <laughs> Let's on to George's question. You want to ask your question, George? Uh, so I've got two questions. Um, first question is, have you ever experienced any form of uh, quarantine or uh, any form of sort of contagious ailments like, you know, staff or ringworm or anything in the gym? Personally, which is crazy, I, I never have, which mm. is a rarity. Like, I mean, I've been training for, you know, just maybe 10 years, just over 10 years now. And like, I've never known. that which is, is is quite rare like i should have by by now um i mean you you occasionally get it popping up like ringworm is probably the most common one you occasionally get ringworm uh someone will pop up with it you'll you'll kind of kick them off the mat and get they'll get treated um but uh i mean we're, we're relatively good with our gym and we, we 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 keep things very hygienic and very clean uh but even then like the thing with ringworm is you can clean the gym as much as you want but someone comes in with it then they're going to infect everyone they touch um and you can't kind of force people to disinfect as they come through the door. I say that, but in three months' time, you know, it, 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 that could be standard procedure. You, mm. you kind of walk through like a <laughs> disinfecting Mad disease dish. dish. Or, yeah. Man, like seriously, yeah. I remember the 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 the, the Kreuzfeld Jakob when everyone was coming off, off the plane and stepping mm. into kind of yeah. uh, the, the disinfecting with the feet and stuff. Like, man, yeah. you never know. Like, depends how bad this gets. Yeah. Did you just see Matt? Uh, but uh, yeah, we. I, I, it's surprising that I've never experienced it. Um, obviously, Adam has because he continues to use it as an excuse for me kicking the shit out of him as a bluebell. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, but I lost. I lost. I mean, that's that that serious, man. Yeah. You. That bandage, you lost what, I had a match. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Hang on, hang on, hang on a minute. So you tell me you fought staff and you had an open wound against him you had when you had staff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you, I had a I had a bandage. It just disappeared. Where was it? <laughs> Why have you never told me this? I didn't know I had staff. So you, you had a staff like, infection, <laughs> and you had it. You have it covered with a bandage. You fought me knowingly having staff, and yeah, you had no, no, both <laughs> wounds against me when we were fighting. It was just an ingrowing it's, hair at the time. This is why pandemics happen. It's people oh, like, uh, doing shit like that. That's why we're gonna <laughs> 
I went into hospital. Okay. I got rushed in. And that's when they cut me open again and said, yeah, you got staff. Where, where, you, where did you get it? Where, where were, you, were you training in Brazil or something? Brazil, or? yeah. Brazil before, yeah. Yeah, that's... That, it's a... Yeah. It's a, it's a hotbed. Yeah. Literally. Brazilian sandwiches. They've not got disinfectant now, though, yeah. No. They're sandwiches. <laughs> did you... So did you have to have, like, a big kind of chunk of flesh cut out with staff? Or yeah. You... I'll show you. It looks like a, um, a cat's bum. <laughs> I'm surprised he hasn't shown you already. Should we get it live? Oh, I mean, it's going to be crap kind of for the podcast, but like, I just, you know, I mean, she can see Yeah, I'll get out. We'll I'll get out get my wife to hold it for me. Audio wife. described staff. Yeah, he said get your staff hold yeah, out. Don't get your penis oh, out. I mean, I've, got to, the, the, I've got to get my staff oh, off live on Facebook. I need someone to hold the camera. <laughs> <laughs> my wife's coming to hold. <laughs> yeah, they cut it out three times. You need an extra hand to, to hold your staff, brilliant. Yeah. You need help. All right, stand by. So for, if if we don't have video for people that are listening in, Adam's taking his top off and revealing a hole in his back. His wife is going to help him hold his stuff. <laughs> and he's going to show it in the dark. He is, isn't he? <laughs> it's like the Sega Mega Drive stuff. Put the lights on, Adam. It's terrible. Oh, oh shit! Yeah, that's that. Yeah, that's um. It's a crater. Yeah, that's really bad. Yeah, that, he's trying to give that to you, Ed. Yeah, he's trying to give it to you. That that makes it even worse now that that was that was actually an open wound when you. And um, weeping, weeping pus, and I couldn't. Uh, afterwards, I was trying to find, I was trying to find a little bandage thing, couldn't find it. Brilliant. And then Sorry, that no. night, I lost the hostel. Now that Probably no gay, Ed. Yeah, he probably walked off the mat with it. <laughs> Tucked into your trousers. So, George, you had another question, part of the question. Uh, so, my part two of the question is essentially, how do you see things panning out with the sort of revival of BJJ competitions? Uh, do you think we're likely to have, you know, bigger events without any audience members, similar to the way a couple of uh, competitions have been held so far? Um, or do you think it's going to be more sort of business as usual after quarantine's over? Um, I think as soon as... The, the, the quarantine's over and the kind of the, the general kind of mass hysteria is over. I think it, it will go back to normal. But again, it, it depends, you know, when, when that is. Like, there's there's quite a few competitions coming up that are obviously they haven't. Like, I think Naga's the, the the main one coming up in London, and like it's not going to go ahead. But they haven't officially cancelled yet. But there's no way. It's like the beginning of the middle of next month. There's no way that's that's going to happen. Like, and there was grappling industries. The, uh, it's kind of last weekend and like i was surprised that that, that went ahead um to be quite honest so uh, i know polaris have i mean they've been hit quite hard um and you, you could see that coming with like with the the what was going to be the, the the next kind of polaris card there was a heavy kind of contingent of um, americans and people traveling from america and as soon as that ban came in it was like well they can travel here but they're not going to be allowed back in the country now so like they lost all of their kind of you know, their, their main athlete from America. And I believe that they're still planning on running the show. Um, but it will be an all kind of UK-based card. Um, there'll be no audience. Uh, there'll be minimal. Like, basically, whoever needs to be in the building will be in the building. Mm. Um, but I think it's mainly because they're, they're obviously getting some kind of money from, from the UFC Fight Pass. Um, and it's just them trying to kind of salvage some 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 payment maybe from the from the USC Fight Pass and provide again 
some kind of product, even though you know it's going to be a massively kind of inferior product. Hmm. Well, that is uh, like WrestleMania, guys. Oh yeah, like, have WrestleMania you seen... <laughs> is going to be no audience this year. Like, uh, have you seen uh, the videos of Steve Austin uh, doing his sort of uh, heel talk with no audience around? It's so Luke, weird. I tried to watch a little bit of it the other day because, like, the main that their main products are coming from like the, you know, the performance center over, and there's no crowd. Like, it's it's just so weird. It's just mm. so weird. You could, like, it, it just doesn't work. And I think there was like one bit apparently because obviously it was live. It was televised. Like all of this stuff is televised. Mm. Um, and like when it goes to a, an ad break um, on live telly, the fights and stuff continue. Obviously, yeah. the crowd are watching us. And apparently, like, they paused it too too late this time. And it went to an ad break. But before it actually went to an ad break, they, they stopped. Yeah. And, like, you, you, see, you see these people kind of fire. <laughs> and they're looking around doing absolutely nothing until it comes mm. back again. And then yeah. they start fighting. It's, like, completely ludicrous. So, um, it's, uh, again, that, that's a, it's a good example of, like, how they're going to kind of convert Karen as well. It's like a, it's a contact sport and a massive kind of, uh, you know, you have massive crowds. Like something like, again, like WrestleMania or something like, you're talking, you know, 60,000, 70,000 people in like a massive stadium. Um, it's, 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 again, it's just ridiculous. It, it, re- it really is. Um, you, you're getting kind of scenarios where you would never imagine that kind of stuff happening. But but companies, you know, be it you know jujitsu, you know, professional wrestling, all this kind of shit, like they're they're still trying to put a product out, and they're still trying to provide a product. So you know they they can earn the subscriptions on their the, the channels and all this kind of stuff. But the product that they're providing is just like it's so it, it's so different. It's like watching a if you if you watch like a TV show that has um, this film in front of a live audience, or they put a laugh track over it. Yeah. Like the the best example for me is like. Yeah, like so, uh, Red Dwarf. Like Red Dwarf, again, it was normally there was there was a kind of to put over it. And I think when they kind of brought it back a few years ago, um, they did a season where there was no no laughter track, and it was the weirdest thing ever. Mm-hmm. You were watching it, and there was a joke, and you knew it was funny, but then nobody laughed. Yeah, and, like it just it completely ruined the series because you had no even kind of fake kind of audience there. Yeah, so, and it's I mean, just such a weird situation created by it. It was like the latest uh, UFC, um, was it yeah. fight, fight Night? I think it was so unusual yeah. just to hear, you know, them doing yeah. the post-fight uh, conferences. Just, you know, no noise. You know, they're all out of breath and trying to convey it. Normally, sort of the audience yeah. crowd kind of like distracting. Yeah, you could hear them shit talking during the fight. You could hear yeah. them perfectly. It's, it's weird. It's like, but yeah, it's just it's such a false kind of environment. But it's like it, it's created because. Again, they, they have to, if they cancel everything, obviously they can't put out a product, they can't make money, and they're just desperately trying to provide something, uh, mm. like the jiu-jitsu people with their terrible kind of online learning bonds. They're, mm. they're desperately trying to put something out just to kind of justify the, the, the memberships and their existence. So, um, you know, there's too many jiu-jitsu gyms anyway, so hopefully this will kind of wipe out a lot of the shit ones. But we'll you think there's going there's, there's to be a change, Ed, in like... Um the participant psychology moving forward. I mean, depending on how long this lasts, people isolated, let's say worst case scenario, and we do get isolated or locked down or whatever, you know, we're calling it. Do you think it could affect people's psychology enough that they become paranoid and actual 
personal one-to-one contact is going to be a lot more uncomfortable or they see a risk to it. Do you know what I mean? Because people start perceiving risks and start thinking that there are risks that there that aren't because they've never thought about it before. Do you think that could affect competitions and participation and club memberships and moving forwards? Potentially, yeah. I mean, like, like when it is all over and, and we go back to what we kind of perceive as normal, like, things will be different. There'll be, there'll be a big change in a lot of things. Um, hopefully, like, people will just naturally wash their hands when they go to the fucking toilet now, which they clearly didn't before, which is frightening. Well, um, like, what you assume is, like, well, you went to the toilet, you wash your hands. Like, of course you did. Like, probably, like, nobody ever fucking did that, which is which is worrying. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think you're going to... Again, it, it kind of it kind of verges onto the high, the idea of kind of mental health issue. I think it's going to cause it's going to cause so many kind of issues with with, with kind of mental health. Anyone who was, you know, even kind of slightly kind of with like medically anxious or any kind of you know um, that hyper hypochondria, all this kind of stuff, like it's it's just going to massively amplify that. Like they're going to be worried about just shaking. You're going to see a lot of people continuing to not shake hands, and you're going to continue to see this weird elbow bullshit from a lot of people mm. i mean that could that could become the norm that could become the normal handshake mm. but like it will there'll be there'll be certain people who will will hugely change their behavior because of this mm. because i mean it, it, it's it's changed the way everyone is currently acting now yeah. and there will be a massive kind of knock-on effect like society won't just go back to normal like your social interactions will not be what they were kind of two three months ago because they, they can't be like there's been such a huge change and such a huge shock. And I think a lot of people didn't realize that, you know, something like this, like a pandemic could potentially cause such disruption to, again, everything. Um, and now they realize it can. It's like there's going to be this level of kind of paranoia and anxiety just in everyday life with it. So, yeah. And interesting you say that because um, next week on that um, base level. Yeah, we've got Alan Witten coming in and he's going to talk to us a little bit about how to cope with possible isolation, how to cope with um, the effects of the lockdown. And, and actually, um, uh, I think Friday night, tomorrow night, we've got Dr. Mark Chen. He's um, one of the lead psychologists at Teesside University. He's going to talk to us about um, human behaviour, how people might behave and moving forwards in, in these situations, um, how people are going to react, especially British people. I'm not so sure we've we've got the attitude that leads to us following the rules. Um, so I think it's going to be a a, 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 a slightly different um, set of circumstances that we've got out in Europe. And also we just haven't got the police to, to, to manage the people that may or may not decide that they want to leave their house or not. So I think uh, we're going to be chatting about that later in the week. But um, I just want to go over, just because we've just got onto this uh, coronavirus subject, and we, we're steering more towards that 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 sort of um, chat. I just want to go over the, the the daily news and just see what people thought about what's happened today. Really briefly, have a quick chat about some of the stuff that's gone on. So um, today, Boris Johnson, the Prime Minister, is um, in his um, addressing public addressing to the public and the journalists and whatnot has uh, said that he thinks we can turn the tide in 12 weeks um, and that's probably the first time that most people have realised that we could be doing three months um, of, of changed human behaviour and or in our house with our kids um, 
<laughs> what again? What is what does he mean by turning the tide? Like to, to me, that means like it starts to improve in in, in, in three months. Like, yeah, that doesn't mean you're going to come out of bloody quarantine. Like, like no. turning the tide in three months means that we we you know think the numbers start to drop. Like, yeah, cool. If you come out of quarantine now, though, they're going to go back up again. So like, I mean, I don't think anyone's got any kind of idea how long it is, is going to last, especially like if people aren't going to kind of you know do what uh, Boris is currently suggesting, yeah. which again, is just bullshit. I mean, obviously it needs to be enforced like every other kind of rational country has done. Um, yeah. yeah. It, it's ludicrous that, especially like, I mean, look at in London, it's just, it's ridiculous. Like if you, if you've been on the tube in the last kind of month, like you, you're probably carrying it for, for God's mm. sake. It's like, there's, there's no way that anything other than a, a like a, a massively enforced lockdown in the London area is, is going to make a difference. It's like, it's just it, it baffles me that they they just keep kind of equivocating with this shit and they just keep ignoring it and they're not they're not kind of pulling the trigger on it. Yeah. Um. Most again, most rational countries did it very very quickly. There was no there wasn't even a build up to it. It's almost like they're kind of leading us into it and trying to soften the blow. It's like, well, you know, if you're going to do it, just do it. Like, I think that's what they're doing, trying to just mince uh, us into it. It, 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 the, the longer they leave this, and, and, and I appreciate this whole idea of trying to flatten the curve and you know trying to predict when you know the, the peak and all this kind of shit's going to be, but like you just you you kill it now, like that's what all the other countries have done that that are starting to to see a difference with this. Like, yeah. like it's almost like they're trying to perfectly predict it and get it like spot on, just to kind of like, keep the NHS and stuff. It's like, well, you know, maybe if you hadn't kind of raped and underfunded the NHS and all that kind of bollocks and tried to privatise it, we'd have an NHS that could maybe cope with this. So, mm, yeah. So, <laughs> so as, as you are, you are, you reside in London, Ed. What is it like in London at the moment? Do you think people are taking it seriously? Do you think people are seeing it as just hysteria and just rubbish and, and just going about their business? What, what do you think the attitude is there? No, people are taking it seriously now. Like, right. pe- people are, are, are really, really taking it seriously now. And like, you, they, they should be. Um, again, the numbers are, are massively increasing. And like, that's most of the numbers that are, are kind of increasing is, is in the London area. Like, the, it's a huge, huge hotspot. And understandably so. It's a, a highly populated area with people coming, coming in from all different countries. And like, there's no surprise that this is where the main kind of uh, like the, the the British kind of epicenter of the of the the virus is going to be. Um, I, people are starting to have like I mean, you, you've talked before about the the idea of kind of people not seeing footage of, of 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 ill people and all this kind of stuff. I think it's getting to a point now where there are so many people within London that are infected that you know someone or you know of someone. Right. Now that, that is like example for me, we there's, there's a student that um, spoke to the other day, um, and he, he was basically saying his his granddad has it, um, and his, his granddad is, is is kind of in his 80s, underlying health conditions, everyone else, and they've just taken off the ventilator, so they've accepted that that that's it, yeah. um, and that they're providing drugs and they're trying to kind of you know alleviate the pain and but like they've 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 given up with it. And they have to because they've obviously accepted it's got to a point where it's we're probably not going to save him. Mm. We have one ventilator for 10 people. Mm. Like, okay, who is the most likely person we're going to save? So the ventilator goes to them. But it, it's, it's, it's directly starting to affect people now because the numbers are so high and the people 
beginning to die are, are so high that now people are being directly affected by it and, and people are in london are starting to know of people and it, it isn't just on the media like oh you know all these people have died it's like you have people that you know and your friends would say yeah my it, it's being taken seriously now because there is this kind of direct first contact sort of impact from from what's happening it isn't just a a media story that could be happening in any other country that they're, mm. they're seeing and experiencing firsthand and it's having an impact on their life. Mm. What is worrying is the other parts of the country that aren't. Um, like yeah. um, I'm, I'm, I'm from uh, originally from Lincolnshire, um, which is quite rural, fairly kind of farming background, you know, um, very kind of racist and it hates foreigners, all that kind of shit. Um, but it, it, it basically there, the, the numbers are so low that people aren't taking it seriously. Mm. They're seeing it on the news and it's like, oh, it's, it's London and it's fine. Like my, my, my parents, for, for example, like, um, so my mom is, is in her early 70s and she has, she has asthma, so she's, she's at high risk. Um, they were going to come to London um, and, come. and I was like, there is no way you're, you're coming to London. Like, I, I don't want to see you for a month. Like the chances are I'd come into contact with someone I'm carrying it. Like th there's absolutely no way. And they, they still don't see how, you know, how much of an impact it has because they haven't seen it firsthand and the numbers are so low. Um, my, my, my stepdad, um, he's supposed to be picking up his sister from Heathrow airport on Monday. Mm. Um, he was planning on coming down on Sunday night, staying at a hotel in Heathrow, picking his parents up, uh, his sister up from, Heathrow Airport, which again, the whole place is probably affected. And then coming back to, to you know, to Lincoln, um, his sister would probably hang out at the house a little bit. And, and obviously, you know, living with, with, with my mom um, and thinking it's okay. Like, they're, they're basically saying, well, the numbers are so low, it's fine. It's like, well, they are low, but what is going to massively spike those numbers are people going to a hotspot and then coming back to Lincoln and seeing people. And they, they, they yeah. yeah, they can't, they can't kind of comprehend and, and, and join those dots at the moment. So it's, it's a worry because, as I say, because in, in London it, it is now being, you know, people are, are very serious about it. Like people are starting to listen, they're staying at home, and, and again they're being directly affected. But you have all these other counties who they don't, they, they don't think it's a big deal. They think it's just media hysteria, which kind of in a way is. And I think. The, the media is to blame in a way because they at the beginning they went so far mm. over with the scaremongering and the hysteria that you you take it two ways and most most people will say okay it's media hysteria so it's obviously just it's not important like this, this kind of the, the media plays a massive role there is it's kind of a sweet spot with this you can't you can't underplay it because people don't pay attention you mm. can't overplay it because they dismiss it as media hysteria mm. and it's, it's that middle ground that they've massively fucked up because yeah. they've so far and they've, they've sensationalized it and, and looked for the headlines that you now have a huge, like they, they, they put it down to media hysteria. So they're not taking mm. it. Like it, it, it could potentially affect and, and, and cause lives. And the, the amount of people as well, um, you, you've probably had it at your place. Like I've had multiple students message me and they say like, these are regular students training five or six times a week. And they're like, I can't come in. I can't train. I, my, my mom is, or my dad is in her seventies, eighties, and have you know, COPD. I, I can't risk it. Like, yeah. This is in London. 
in other places like they're, they're still not seeing that as as a big it's yeah to work some people are still training yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't say that i mean it's you know the the, the, the issue is that it hasn't been enforced so mm-hmm. they're not doing anything wrong they're not breaking the law potentially they're putting people's lives at risk like but they're not doing anything wrong legally mm-hmm. uh, and they will continue to do so and again if you have a business genuinely believes the second they close their doors the members will cancel memberships and the business will go under they are not closing until they are forced to close mm-hmm. or it's coming on telly and just going oh, well, I, I believe you should probably close your business or all this kind of bollocks and fucking his hair up. like just just accept it pay these businesses and tell them to close don't yeah. give them the choice and go oh well you know i advise you to close so you don't have to fucking pay them mm-hmm. like that it, it's about people it's about people's health, it's about people dying. It's not about you saving a few quid. So again, you can take it away from the NHS and just give back handers and you know fucking fiddle your taxes and shit. Yeah, but he said that he said that today that there there's no plan at all for a lockdown in London. Like that, you know, they're not. I I, I can't believe that's true. Like that has to. I, how can they not? Like did he? Is that, it's coming. I, did I haven't watched the news today. Is that is that what he said? Is that his main kind of key point for today? Like, well, it it just said that they're under no circumstance will they completely lock everybody up. So it was something along those lines, and I just thought, well, you're asking for a nightmare. You know, London is the is the hive of activity for, you know, yeah, for the entire that, country. That is where that is where everyone is getting affected from. Like I say, it's people coming to yeah. London and going back to their home counties and affecting people. So as long as London is just like a glowing hotspot, it will be just propagating off to all these other parts of the country and affecting it. Until you start to reduce the numbers in London, like it will continue to spread through the country. That mm. that's the, that is the epicenter. This is where it's all coming from. If you if you continue to have a crazy high number, then you you're running a risk of of, of people potentially getting infected and going off to other parts of the country. Mm. The lower the number, the less likely the reason to get, the, the chance of getting infected, the less likely it will spread to these other kind of counties. So unless you go in hard and you start to like, genuinely do something like cutting the numbers in London, this will continue to grow. And that, that's the way it's going to work. Do you think, Ed, the reason that they're not doing as, as taking a harder line as other European countries, like we were talking to someone from Spain yesterday, um, you know, Italy have taken, obviously they've been really, really terribly affected. They've taken a really hard line. Do you think it is purely economic? Is, is, is that why? Is it just because they are not willing or he is not willing to invest the money into either individuals to keep them kicking, ticking over or, you know, what my, I guess my fear is that we go down this road where we are bailing out the bigger businesses. The smaller businesses then struggle and collapse. The rather than just let everybody fund themselves as individuals, and, and I'm not a fan of Trump by any stretch of the imagination, but by giving every individual a thousand pounds or dollars, whether they spunk that on weed or whatever they do with it, is up to them. But ultimately, you are not giving it to a um, airline tycoon who's going to take half a million of it as a Brucey bonus for himself and then distribute the scraps around his little minions and they then just have to pick up the you know the crumbs of what's left do you know what I mean so 
either they don't know the way around it or it is purely an economic he just doesn't want to spend that money or go into that what do you reckon i think firstly the the idea of him being worried about you know funding someone who's already rich like i mean come on he's he's head of the fucking conservative government like that's what they do that's yeah. their job basically they fund yeah. all the rich people and then screw over everyone else that's that, that's what they do that's that's, yeah. that's their basic protocol but like what what are the other possible reasons for it that that's the thing because like the the with a normal person and a normal government and anyone who wanted to kind of retain any kind of semblance of a you know a functioning country afterwards your priority would be preservation of life okay mm. that isn't currently the 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 procedure that, that, that we're following that isn't the protocol that we're following so what are the reasons can it be the well, government ar- the, arrogance. The it could be arrogance see see the thing is that at the moment the way i see it is because there's not a lot of testing being done they don't have the numbers so it actually appears like we're not as bad as we actually really very well could be now if you do that actually from their point of view whatever they're doing is working or we're actually getting somewhere or it's not as bad as italy or it's not as bad as spain they, um, they have said that they reckon there's ten thousand people the, this is the, this is the thing they're not they're not stupid with it the, the the experts that he's he's you know pretending to listen to they they are saying that look this is the, the dark number that that you're going to have is crazy you're going you know, <laughs> I, I think half of bloody london is 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 carrying at the moment it, it, it can't be kind of down to that you can't just assume that like they they've kind of misrepresented the numbers because the the people that the kind of the, the virologists the immunologists the, the people that he's talking to they're not they, they know this they know that you only you, you can have a, a rough representation of the amount of people infected by the people you test. If you don't test everyone, you will not have accurate numbers. It's 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 unfeasible. You can't do that. You can't test every single person in the country. Okay, so the the projections and the models are, are based on this idea that you have a, a a kind of a hard number, which is the confirmed cases. Okay, but they're not stupid enough to assume that they are the only cases. You, you know that there is going to be this kind of dark number. This idea of the people that haven't been tested that are already carrying it. Like, the, the fact that they are basing their, 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 their kind of protocol on just the confirmed cases, is it, it, that, that can't be true. Nobody is that fucking stupid. Like, if, that was, if the people running the government were doing that, then, then we're really fucked. Because they, 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 nobody is that stupid. And again, the experts understand this idea. And because we can't just get everyone a testing kit and, 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 and kind of do it, like they have to kind of model the numbers and they have to have a rough idea of you know, how many people potentially are infected. So that being said, like the number they're saying is infected and like they, they know it's 10, 20, 30 times higher than what it is. Mm. So the, the, the procedure that every other country has taken, why aren't they doing this? Because again, every other country... Just trying to preserve life and cut numbers. Mm-hmm. Like this, this herd immunity thing is like that's really it's a really dangerous way to kind of go about mm-hmm. it. It's like okay, cool. Well, what, what are we at now? Okay, we're at ten thousand cases. Eh, it's not really enough. Keep them going. Just keep 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 it going. Keep it going. Keep it going. And they're roughly trying to predict where it's going to peak and all this kind of shit. So, what is it fifty percent, sixty percent of the population get infected and then it, it, it causes this kind of like herd immunity mm. but the idea is they, they do that but okay we're gonna get, we're gonna 50 percent of the population is gonna get infected okay but don't worry we're just gonna make sure that it's not the elder mm. okay how the fuck are you doing that mm. how, how, mm. how the hell are you just like mm. come on man seriously 
Like 50% of the population are going to get affected. Likelihood is you're going to have a representation of old people in that 50%. You're going to have crazy high numbers. Mm. Like this stupid way of doing this. And it is not the, the way any other country is doing this. So It's not even proven it's going to work. The only that are more likely to die are the ones that need care from younger people that are more likely to be carrying it. This, this yeah. is the thing. They need help from the people that are potentially going to carry it. So it's all well and good saying, okay, we're, we're going to get this herd immunity, we're going to get 50% of the population affected, but don't worry, we're going to isolate the old people. Like, again, the people that, we're talking old people that can't look after themselves, people who have carers, they, they will die if they don't have a carer. So what are you going to do? You're going to go, okay, well, we, we, they need a carer. Okay, right, we need a carer, we need a carer that's over 70, guys. Okay, so who do we have that's over 70? Okay, Doris is quite sprightly. She's over 70. She can be the carer for, like, it's ludicrous. The carers are all going to be in the range of people that are quite healthy and more likely to get infected. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. when yeah. you think about it like that, it just makes even less sense what they're trying to fucking do. Mm-hmm. You can't protect, protect a huge portion of the population, yet willingly infect the rest. Like, you can't mm-hmm. make that separation. It's unless you just put everyone in one place, and then put everyone else in a different place of the country. Mm. Well, they've got um, figures coming out of America at the moment. Anyone? Um, with... Sorry, mate, you, you cut no, off no, when no. I thought it was finished. Yeah. No, I was oh. just going on a complete rant. So what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to make it wanna, the I, I didn't want to piss on that <laughs> campfire, mate. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but it, I'm just looking at figures now. That, but bearing in mind, this is from the Daily Fail. Um, uh, it's 38%. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll back up on this one. Unscientific bad. Use Wikipedia. So what yeah. what are the sorry, what are the numbers from the uh, from the anti Semitic paper? <laughs> it, uh, it is thirty eight percent of people hospitalized in, in America are between the ages of twenty to fifty four. And forty seven percent of people in intensive care are under sixty five. Right. But I think the old folk don't have what it takes to fight this thing off. Maybe, you know. Well, that was the like, who changed it today, wasn't it? How do you... all all those numbers? The numbers are coming from a reliable source. It's, yeah. it's it's like the the conspiracy theories and stuff in coming out of China saying, oh well, that's not the number of people that have died. China are just releasing this number. Like yeah. again, it's the fact that there's still this kind of it, 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 again, it's almost like in like an academic environment, you have like people kind of burying data all this kind of shit like it's a it's a daily practice it's how you earn your money in academia you you make a model and then you 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 basically find evidence to support this if the evidence doesn't support it it disappears okay no one ever fucking sees that evidence again it's it's the same kind of thing with this they are releasing what they want to release and they're releasing the numbers that they want to release you you can make them say anything there's more deaths in italy now than china so the, the 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 I think I read something about the theory about that. That is a like a cultural thing. Um, so apparently in Italy, the elderly people are more likely to live with their their, their children. Um, so they're more likely to kind of be infected. I'd be interested to know how many people over the age of seventy had been infected and how many had died. That that's the thing. So all I could, I would assume that more people over 60, 70 were infected in Italy. Therefore, that's the raised uh, kind of death rate. Mm. But again, you know, China are probably just making up some numbers. So. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I mean, they, today, they, they tried to hide it in the first place, didn't they? Yeah, you know, they they, they murdered a scientist who, who who blew the whistle on it and stuff. It's like, 
Yeah, this this yeah. thing's probably been knocking around for a year anyway. So, so I wonder <laughs> yeah. how this rolls on, how this goes, but doing it differently to everyone else. I mean, I'm, I, it's probably obvious. Uh, you could say this goes on for a lot longer and a lot more people die. But yeah. what are the longer lasting effects? You're, it, it, it seemingly what we're saying is he's trying to protect the economy in the short term. Or, 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 or now he's trying to long it out so as many big businesses can prepare and people can um, balance the books until we do have to do something drastic. What do you reckon or what do people think is going to be the long term effects of not ID doing it like chips. everyone else? ID chips. Pensions will be less. Mm. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's the thing, isn't it? It's like you're, you're, you know, what he's potentially doing is he's allowing something to wipe out a portion of the population which provides no money yet takes money. Mm. So you know, if you think about it that way, you're going to be left with a, a more efficient uh, kind of section of the population. You're, you're taking out a drain on the population. So you know, when you get once you get to kind of seventy, you're not you're not providing work. You're, you, so you're not providing and, and putting into the country yet you're taking from the system. So, I mean, if you want to look at it in a really kind of fucked up cynical way, mm. um, you, could, you could look at it like that. He's trying to increase the efficiency of the country by wiping out the, the you know, the, 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 the basic the drain on kind of, uh, on, on resources. Um, I think there's a conspiracy theory in there somewhere, definitely. Yeah. ID I, chips. I, I, ID chips. Go on, Adam. You, you, you've got a thing. Adam's got a thing about these ID chips. Let, let us hear about it, Adam. Tell us, tell us what you know. <laughs> I thought we were saving this for the conspiracy edition. Well, we have got, but you keep saying it and people are going to think it's weird. What? You just keep repeating yeah. ID chips over and over again. So the so ID give them a pricey about what you think the ID chip conspiracy <laughs> theory is. It must be he's stood up. <laughs> it must be. <laughs> oh, he's not going to show us his ID chip, is he? Yeah, Joe, did you show us? You've got the whole population infected or part of the population infected. We come out of our shelters... How do you prove who's had it, who's got antibodies, who's immune, who's not had it, who's at risk? You need to do tests. Where's that data get stored? It, Boris did say he was working on an antibody test yesterday, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. Impersonally. So what happens with oh, that yeah, information? He's, he's a cutting edge scientist, Boris. Yeah, cutting edge. <laughs> that information gets stored somewhere. You have a little chip, little ID chip, just to get, just because of the coronavirus. And it says on there you're, so, you're so safe. You, you think that by doing this, they're just they're just basically just jumping in on, on, on a it's a bit of a coincidence. A virus has kind of come about. It's like shit. How can we how can we make this work for us? Or do yeah. you think they, they released it as a way no, of no. kind of? Uh, well, you think the, the coronavirus just kind of nat- naturally happened because Chinese people ate like basically started eating a fucking bat. No, no, I think, I think it's been around. <laughs> it's been around the world. Jumping in on this, so like how can we make yeah. this kind of beneficial? Eating for us? some eating some bats crossed over. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a whole new topic, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, interestingly, we're talking about the app, weren't we? That that actually the the Chinese people have said that it's actually helped cure because more people could risk assess using this app on their phone they could risk assess how likely they were to have the virus and transmit the virus the only downside to that app is that every chinese person pretty much had the app and all their data their personal data their locations their movements and everything about them was on that so it was a massive people controlling situation i mean we've got cornell coming in on wednesday and he's um 
uh, he's got an unhealthy obsession with conspiracy uh, uh, theories. But on that, what is your view on conspiracy theories, Ed? Do you think they have a place, or do you think people accept that you, they might not be getting the truth? And do you think they have a place in discussion around times like this when people are taking it pretty seriously? What do you reckon? Uh, th- look, there's there's kind of levels of conspiracy theory, right? And, but again, talking about the kind of appropriateness and the, and the timing of it, look, I, I, again, all those kind of really hardcore conspiracy theories, when it, when it involves people just kind of almost like providing a, a, a sense of kind of entertainment for themselves and, and, and they're, they're kind of talking about these conspiracy theories and putting shit on Facebook and stuff. And then, you know, there's, there's, there's people who are, who are genuinely affected by like the loss of a loved one or a relative and shit. Yeah. I think they need to shut the fuck up with it. Like it's, it's, it's not an appropriate time. It's, you know, but the, the whole conspiracy theory thing, it's like people go too far with it. People, it's almost like people don't find life entertaining enough and like they can't accept that there's just a logical kind of explanation for stuff. So it has to be something more entertaining. Like it's to the point that some people like are so obsessed with all these kind of crazy conspiracy stories and stuff that they're, they're almost kind of losing a grip on reality and they're kind of verging into like mental health issues. Like, the, <laughs> the, the amount, honestly, I, I genuinely think there's, there's so many people with quite serious kind of mental health issues, like things like schizophrenia and things as well, who yeah. they, they, they fly under the radar, but man, the, one of the fucking symptoms is just the way they, they, they go about this crazy conspiracy theory shit. Like, but it's okay because oh, it's, always, it's harmless, it's conspiracy theory. But like they've almost lost the grip on reality for God's sake. Yeah. So like, you don't yeah. don't think the water is making the frogs gay then? <laughs> <laughs> it's what crazy. is that is making us gay? But then, but then, then like then <laughs> there, there may be some of the conspiracy <clears throat> which are true, and then you will get people kind of almost pushing the conspiracy theories. Like maybe maybe someone's involved in something which is like a conspiracy theory, and it's true they're more likely to push it and push it and push it to make it so ludicrous that you're not going to believe it. Like it gets to a point that it, it cannot be true because it gets so ludicrous. So there's a lot of like kind of maybe minor underhand things that are kind of going on. It gets pushed to a point that it, it becomes so ludicrous mm. that I, like the media overhyping shit that people mm. go, it's it can't be true. Or, you know, they're, they're scaremongering, it can't be true. They kick it to a screen that it fucks everything. Like it's, it's the same with the conspiracy theories. Like people go so far, but maybe it started with like a there was a kernel of truth in it, and people have just twisted it and and and, and gone so far with it. It's been so ludicrous that now nobody believes that shit apart from people who have you know. Un- yeah. But it, like this is so muddy. The actual, you know, was it from a Wuhan wet market? Was it from a bat? Was it from a a lab? Was it purposely? With, all that it's just so muddy now, isn't it? It's crazy. Like, look, we're not going to know the truth. You can show me like a sort of a, a picture of a like a, a sheet of uh, like a patent, uh, uh, patent kind of thing the other day, like with, and it's basically said like 2007 coronavirus, and it was, it was almost like someone had patented the coronavirus. Like people believe that people people are seeing this and go, oh shit, look, coronavirus 2007. Oh my god, like. As if they're going to call it the fucking coronavirus. Yeah. It'll be like, well, uh, CV57.2V or something yeah. crazy like that. Like, that doesn't exist. Nobody yeah. came up with the coronavirus and patented it as the coronavirus in 2007. <laughs> Some dickheads just made that. The coronavirus was patented by some American scientists in 2007. 
like the fuck, man? Like, it, it's it's unbelievable. And yeah. then it then it again that then basically takes it so far out of yeah. reality yeah. that you ignore everything. Just go, oh, it, yeah. it, it probably is just pirates. So it's ridiculous. It's people yeah. just being taking things too far. If you I go think... on um r slash conspiracy at the moment, the uh, the post on the front page is a picture of Bill Gates who's been seen as somewhat of a hero of this uh, pandemic because he's given so much money to pandemic research over the past 10 years. But he gave 7.5 million to Epstein. So um, <laughs> he's, he's a nonce, apparently. <laughs> okay. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. Doris in our little asses. Yeah. But it's interesting <laughs> you say years. that because, because it's, it, I think there is a lot about how it is dressed up. Now, we were just talking about um, how the country is handling this situation. But what effectively we've been talking about is a, a government ethnic, well, not generationally cleansing a whole group of people for a for an economic advantage and and actually allowing a lot of its population to either die and or get very very ill to solve a, a problem that could be solved by dishing out a few quid each and telling everybody to stay indoors now some would say that is a conspiracy theory but we are actually talking about that as that could actually be what's going on because i think they just don't want to they tell everyone to stay in it be kick off central isn't it but that's not the, the point, Ad. I get what you're saying, and, uh, and that's the difference, isn't it? That's the difference about saying, um, um, you know, uh, you can't enforce it. Well, we know that not to be true because other countries are enforcing it. Spain is actually yeah. enforcing it very, very well. It can yeah. be enforced. It's, you know, the fact that we've got a broken, you know, uh, police uh, service and a broken NHS and a broken social care service is is and is a byproduct of what has been happening over austerity for years. But ultimately, that's no reason to say to save lives, we need to do X, Y and Z because that's what everybody else is doing. But what we're actually saying is the decision is being made or could be being made um, to take a different approach in it where more people will actually die. But in the end, they think it will have a better outcome economically and otherwise and and i wouldn't call that a conspiracy theory i would call that maybe yeah what's going on capitalizing on a situation yes that's Mm. right absolutely yes seeing you know uh, i i I can't for the life of me remember about what the documentary is called but i watched a documentary the other day and it was it was literally um about this it's it's about everybody uh, the, the truth being right in front of your face, knowing what is going on, but still acting like sheep and 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 conducting your lives from day to day, even though you know you're being lied to, or you'll know you're being told to do dangerous stuff, or you'll know you're being encouraged, but because we just blindly don't feel like we've got a choice, we do it anyway. And I kind of feel like this is one of those situations when you recommend to something. I mean, you're recommending that people don't do stuff. But that's fucking other people up. I, again, it's the whole, it's just basic like kind of cognitive dissonance. It's it's like people don't want to believe that kind of stuff. It's like they're, they're the, the truth may be right in front of their face, but like it completely fucks everything up. So they they just kind of twist it and and make it kind of fit the story. Like 
get like a you get in martial arts with people who you know train cry for 20 years and a shit and then they do Brazilian jiu-jitsu they get beaten up they will they will rationalize it in their head they will they will know damn well that they've wasted 20 years of their life but they will twist it and they will rationalize it in their head because they can't accept that they've wasted 20 years of their life it's like this you you could be you're looking at like the, the government is saying oh the government are doing this and you know potentially they're they're trying to fuck everyone over but you, you can't accept that they are mm. So you kind of rationalize it, even though you, you know there maybe are, you, you rationalize it just to kind of soften the blow. Yeah. It's, it's a it's a common, common thing. It's a, it's a, but, but again, the bubble, bubble's a comfortable place, isn't it? Yeah, it, it, it's 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 safe. It's you, you yeah. don't step out of that because, again, the, the the reality of this being true is is terrifying. Like the, the, the government have just openly you know killed off a, a large portion of the population just to try and make the country more efficient do you think we feel more confident if we had a corbyn government i i i don't know i mean do, do you think they would handle this differently i don't i'd hate to fuck, i don't That's know how the, the fuck it's such an unprecedented situation you can't go well you know labor or, or lick dems or the monster raving looter party they wouldn't have handled it this way like it's mm. the, the, all we can do, the, all we can kind of look at is the fact that governments in other countries have pretty much done the same thing. We have done something different. Yeah. Like that. Why is that? Like how how are we so different? I think there is a big difference though, and I think that it, not wanting to get too political on it, although it is a political situation, um, and it, this is not me focusing on Labour, more focusing on the conservatives and 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 austerity and what's been going on having well working in the public sector as well a lot of countries that have been able to do this and effectively create a lockdown and um operate um especially italy you have a far far stronger better funded especially the lombardy region have a much better stronger um better funded nhs system than we do is that over the years we have we have become fragile in our services. Our services are fragile. The breaking point is literally always there. There's no resilience. And I think we've hit a point where actually um, fudging the figures and, and, and changing the narrative to suit ourselves is just covering over the gaps that we've got because there are fewer police on the streets. There are fewer hospitals. And that is a fact. A&Es have been shut all over the place, you know. Um, we've got 10,000 less firefighters than we had. Um, and actually, in these situations, people don't stop having accidents. People don't stop having fires. People don't stop having breaking their arms, twisting their ankles, and calling 999 like normal. There is This is in addition to, um, you know, the emergency services and, and, and the strain on those functions. I think had we been better equipped and better funded in our public services then actually the options may be different but i think because of the way it is now maybe we haven't got that option maybe he's saying we can't lock london down is because we can't lock london down actually we physically can't do it it would never yeah. happen That's you'd have to get point, military yeah. on the street because people are going to just go like I saw someone getting interviewed today and the guy was like, I'm going out and doing my things. And people were saying, 
well, what about all the elderly? He said, well, they better stay indoors. And that was that was his attitude, you know. Mm. But ultimately, he, like, he's not on his own. Yeah, but but mm. so are the people buying two hundred round, rounds of toilet roll. You oh. know, we we've created a society where we only are really thinking of ourselves because mm. the, you know everybody is so insular and you know it 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 beca- we become very self centered. I'm all right, Jack. But actually, when these crises hit, that's not how other countries. Oh, like you were saying, Ed, in Italy, uh, they are very um, community, you know, family centred uh, culture. They look after each other. You can see that from the videos. You know, I know there's been some jokes made, but there was an English guy singing out of his window and he got told to shut the fuck up. See <laughs> Um, you know and in Italy everybody's joining in and in Spain everybody's joining in but I think that's a uh, do you think that is a true representative uh, sub point that they can't actually lock us down I'd I'd like to think that is I mean the only like maybe not locking us down because we don't have the resources and and, and we don't have the the, the kind of the manpower to do so but the idea of kind of other countries and stuff again being tight and near and, and helping out and stuff like I don't want to accept the fact that we're struggling because basically we're just a bunch of cunts and we won't do what we're fucking told. <laughs> like that. that, is, that is that the be, picture I've painted? Well, that <laughs> yeah. seems to be like, yeah, you know, everyone's close to knitting all the communities and stuff. Like, yeah, that's that. If that's the case, like, for fuck's sake, like, we've got bigger fucking problems than this, then, if that's the case. Like, I think that there is, like, a, there is a certain kind of portion of the population who they don't have like a connection with with the the kind of elderly population so maybe people whose parents died when they were younger all this kind of stuff so they don't have an active connection with anyone maybe they don't kind of speak to anyone over the age of 50 like it doesn't affect them so why do they give a fuck like most of the people that i i find have really embraced this or embrace it says the wrong word it sounds positive the, the, the people that have really kind of gone with this and gone okay cool i can't do this i have to the, the people that are their, their parents are in you know that they're elderly parents and they have underlying conditions so they have a direct kind of connection with this and they 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 know that it could affect someone they love if you have someone who you know doesn't even speak to anyone over the age of 40 like what the fuck why do they care how do you how do you kind of make it relevant to them like and then you you combine that with the fact that we have hugely under under kind of funded emergency services and we may not have the manpower to kind of lock it down and you know, maybe I hadn't even thought about that. Maybe that is the case. Maybe that's why he's saying this now, because like he's they've, they've kind of done the numbers. And they're like, you know, we could try and lock it down. But what would basically happen is it would cause fucking anarchy because we don't have the numbers sufficiently lock it down. Um, yeah. Which, again, like, I mean, you can c- keep going on about it being underfunded and all the, all the kind of government shit. But like, I mean, fucking hindsight shit. That's irrelevant. Like, you just go, well, wow, this is, this is happening because you didn't do this. It's like, OK, cool. So what the fuck are we going to do? It doesn't help anyone. Like, what? What's the other options? Like, well, they sold this thing as an old person's disease at the start. That was the biggest mistake. Oh, don't worry about it. Old people get it. Deal, get it. Don't worry about it. It's not going to be you. So, you know, they've made the young not give a fuck. Yeah, they, they straight um, away they're like, yeah, you, you're you're different. You're not you're not affected by this. You don't have to worry about those guys. They, they, you know, get rid of them. It's yeah. they 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 straight away they just they drove a wedge between the population. They, they they separated off one side and you know you, you've kind of sectioned off the population and made them yeah. made them different like an ingrid kind of outgroup effect it's like well, don't fucking do that like mm-hmm. everyone's involved everyone is together with this if the first thing you say is like don't worry you're not going to affect it those guys are going to be affected 
There's a huge wedge driven between it, and you've got two groups of people acting completely differently. Like, they fucked it right from the beginning. Like, like you say, the, the worst thing they did was basically classify it as an old person or a you know, vulnerable person kind of disease. Because straight away, you are separating the population. You are putting them into groups. And that those groups are going to operate in, in, in the basically the, the they're going to look to, to, to massively kind of benefit their own group. You have one group now that, that doesn't want to get involved with the old people. You have the old people that, you know, you, you've, you've separated the population and, and, and created two, basically two teams. Like, yeah, you know, and, and you, to an community. Yeah, and then you wonder why. Well, why is my people not, you know, why is it not a community? Why is it? Well, there's not a community because you just fucking chop the bastard in half. Like, yeah, the fuck yeah. you expect now? Like, it's. It's, there's so many things that have been handled badly about this. Like it's, you could go on for, for ages about it, but again, it's like it, it's been done now. Like that that has been done. You can't go back and, and fix that. It's, it's how do you deal with it now that you've got a fractured population? You have potentially people who won't listen to the police because it doesn't affect them. You know, and you and, and you have like a crazy government who is working on this idea of trying to affect half of the population, which they believe they can localize to, to the healthy people. It's like, it, it, it just, I don't see how it's going to work and not end in disaster. Yeah. Yeah. Is- what was your last question, Kerry? You had a question for Ed. Oh yeah, right, okay. Um, well, I don't know if this is going to be a positive or a negative, mate. Um, <laughs> right, say you get locked down. What are you going to do to try and keep yourself sane? Because, you know, you, you're, you're a dad. Um, I don't know how many kids you've got, but I know you are a father. Um, my two have been hanging around my ankles all day. <laughs> it's just like, you know, help. <laughs> you know, so, so I'm yeah. wondering, you know, you know, you can, you can, if you can share what, if, you, if you've got a plan, share it, you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm looking for relief. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I hope you, I, I thought you were just framing this with a bit of advice and you were going to then come out with, because this is what oh, I thought. No, I'm all out. Um, <laughs> so, um, it, again, it's, it's for, for me, like we, so, so my, my, my boy had a temperature um, earlier in the week. So even though the nursery has been open, he's been off a nursery so you know now the nursery is going to close tomorrow so yeah they're, they're, they're both going to be home like i'm not obviously working so i don't have to be anywhere potentially again if it's locked down i'm not going to be allowed to be anywhere anyway um it, it's 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 going to be it's going to be interesting it's going to, it's going to be interesting um I think there's going to be a lot of people, there's going to be a lot of kind of uh, Facebook groups and support groups for, for parents kind of opening That's up. That's what this podcast is, mate. I think like, yeah. well, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's, 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 it's going to be hard work. I, I don't know. That's the only question you possibly ask me that I can't just go off and answer and give you loads of <laughs> yeah. answers. Because like, no, this yeah. is the, the one that I'm genuinely thinking like, Oh, the fuck am I going to do? Like, how, how am I going to handle? It's a truly scary one, isn't it? Yeah. Like, this is this is what I find more terrifying. This is more frightening than the coronavirus. Like, it's. I mean, you can have. Like, I don't fucking know. It's going to be crazy. I'm probably not going to survive. I'm not going to die by the coronavirus. Like, the, my children are going to kill me. Like, that's what it's going to be, man. It's... I think my missus is going to kill me. Oh, tell I me. Changed, about it. I changed the the default setting on the microwave earlier, so it was in the grill mode, and she fucking lost it. Oh. Don't touch the kitchen. Don't touch the kitchen. It's like kids touching the thermostat. Don't fucking do that. <laughs> no, you know where your zone is. Don't touch the kitchen. Um, yeah, but, uh, interestingly, like it, it would be interesting to see 
at the end of the year what the divorce rate is. Um, yeah. Because yeah, uh, people are happy. Yes, people who have happy lives and stuff, but they have a happy life having the amount of contact they have with their spouse. Okay. Like one of the common ones I hear a lot is um, I, I I I follow football because I'm I'm an idiot. Um, it, it's really there's a huge kind of a really high divorce rate with retired players because the wife is so used to them being out of the house and, and traveling, doing all this kind of stuff. And they retire and most footballers haven't kind of planned about what they do afterwards. They don't have a job they can go into and they're just, they're about a lot and they're about, and they're spending more time together. And they're like, actually fucking hate this person. Like, <laughs> I could, I was happy when I was seeing this person maybe an hour a day. Like, so now we're talking about, you know, what, it's perceived to be maybe quite a solid family and quite a solid relationship when you're seeing each other for you know a few hours a day and maybe you know on the weekends you spend more time together. Now you're talking three months of every single day with that person 24 hours a day. Like it's it's going to be it's going to be interesting. Um, it could be. I was saying well, I don't know which one it was. I think it's episode one. Uh, that we could well be looking at a COVID baby boom as well yeah there's, there's that there's that or we could be looking at a, a, a covid murder suicide boom like yeah yeah there's potentially there's a lot of options here. Like, adam are you gonna have another one yeah i've got to make um clark a brother but i'm not allowed it's gonna be tricky then you've got to make another clone yeah you can have a problem with that. tricky stuff you can have a problem yeah yeah one day well thanks very much ed it's been um very interesting chatting to you about all this uh, stuff with the current situation and um, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on um, really interesting tomorrow night we've got um, as a guest we've got um, an old friend of mine an old MMA legend um, but he's actually uh, an academic a Dr. Mark Chen he's um, one of the lead psychologists for uh, Teesside University um, lecturer um uh, doctor um, of psychology so he's going to come on and he's going to hopefully chat to us a, a little bit about human behavior how he thinks this is going to affect um, society moving forwards um, and what we may uh, or expect coming out of the other end of uh, a potential lockdown or, or or effect on our society so i think that's going to be a pretty interesting one um, thank you chaps for uh, ask any questions um, and yeah thanks very much Ed cheers much appreciated yeah, cheers Ed, Ed thanks for me guys thanks. see you when you come down to give us a seminar Ed yes, yes 100% and, as, <laughs> and however long this goes on hopefully we might have you back on for another perspective when all the yeah, I, think, I think that's more that's more likely I'll have a second appearance on this before I go teach a seminar at your place so yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, 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 I think you'll have I think we'll definitely get you on for another another crack at this because I don't, I don't think this is going to be done anytime soon and uh, and we'll all have ID cards and we'll all have ID yeah. tips so, you know <laughs> I, uh, I ain't going anywhere so it's not yeah. like I've got a job or anything. <laughs> <laughs> How this, uh, well, hopefully this will become your job. You never know, do you? Yeah. You yeah, yeah. Down on your universal wage. That'll sort you out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, that'd be great. Yeah. That'll, that'll... Yes. That'll... So, thanks very much, and see everyone <laughs> tomorrow night. Ciao. 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 ciao.